0: You are listening to episode number 36 of Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, Cultivating Gratitude with Kids, featuring Elle Roley, author of Agnes and the Sheep. Now, we all know academics are not the only important thing to teach children. So tune in today to learn why and how to teach gratitude in your classroom or homeschool. you're here listening to Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast today. I'm your host, Kelsey Sorensen, a former elementary teacher turned homeschool mom. Whether you are a teacher or a homeschool parent, my goal at Wife Teacher Mommy is to provide you with both teaching ideas and mindset tools to help you live your absolute best teacher life. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now let's go. I have been looking forward to this episode and this interview for quite some time now. And I'm really excited to bring the topic of gratitude to the podcast today. And if you are listening to this as it goes live in September, we're all kind of getting into the hang of a new school year. And with that sometimes comes a lot of stress. And the one thing I've noticed is sometimes when I get stressed, I kind of slack off on my practice of gratitude, of noticing the things around me. Sometimes my mind will find itself wandering more into the negative. And it's kind of funny. I was talking to my coach. And as you all probably know, if you've been listening, I am a huge lover of coaching. And I was just kind of talking about all these things that were going wrong in my life. And I was like this and that and that. And she was like, hey, let's look at what we're grateful for. And then she was like, actually, I'm working on this gratitude journal. And I'm going to send over you to look at for me. She wanted just another set of eyes on it. And I like grammar and looking over things. So I looked over it for her and I just felt instantly better as I was like reading it. And in my mind, I was thinking of all the things I'm grateful for. And I'm like, okay, I need to rewire my mind. I need to remember to be grateful for these things. And we want to teach our children to be able to do that, too, whether they are our own children or in our classroom. I just think this is such an important topic. So I'm super excited to dive in. So I met Elle, who we're speaking with today, Elle Roley. She is phenomenal. I met her at a conference a few months ago. It was at Jody Moore. She's also a life coach. She did a conference for business owners. And Elle was actually one of the speakers there. And she was incredible. And I was like, oh my goodness, I love her. But I didn't think I'd actually get to like talk with her or meet her. But then my mom and my sister and I went out to lunch. We went to a place called Neater's, which is a sandwich shop here in Utah. And my mom was getting up to get a drink. Actually, no, she was getting up to get napkins because I had gotten chocolate from my chocolate chip cookie all over my face. And I was, she was like on the end of the bench, you know, and it's easier for that person to get out. She's like, oh, I'll just grab them for you quick. And then she ran into her and she's like, you need to meet my daughter. Go mom, right? Helping me meet someone who was like, I want to meet her. So then we got to chatting. She is so awesome. I was so excited to bring her on the podcast today. She is a business owner. She created the company Solly Baby. It, is a baby carrier company. Some of you might be familiar with it. And then she also is a homeschool mom. She recently turned a barn on her property into a one-room schoolhouse. So she does a lot of teaching in that way as well and teaching with her own children. And also she is a children's book author. Her first book just launched, I think it was last month or beginning of this month. It is a great book. It's called Agnes and the Sheep. My children are loving it. So, we're going to be talking a bit about her book, how it teaches gratitude, and how you can cultivate gratitude with your students or your own children on the podcast. So, before we dive into the interview, let me just read her official bio for you quick. So, Elle Rowley is a writer, investor in family owned businesses, and founder of the award winning baby carrier company, Solly Baby. She lives in Bonsall, California, with her husband and four children on a small three-acre farm with a barn that they have turned into a one-room schoolhouse for the community. And I think that is pretty cool. That is awesome. Okay, so let's dive into the interview. Hi, Elle. Thank you so much for joining us on the show
1: today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you here. And You are just so awesome. I met Elle recently at a conference in Salt Lake City, Jody Moore's Impact 2.0. She gave an awesome talk and I ran into her at Neaters because she was refilling her drink and I had chocolate all over my face from a chocolate chip cookie.
1: (laughs) I had to get some napkins. I do not remember that.
0: (laughs) I think actually, no, my mom was getting up to get the napkins and then... She was like, oh, you need to meet my daughter. I'm like, hopefully
1: she doesn't see the chocolate all over my face from the chocolate chip cookie. I'm a huge proponent of chocolate chip cookies. So if anything, I just felt proud of you. Like, yes, I'm so (laughs) glad you're eating a chocolate chip cookie.
0: (laughs) So fun. But then we learned, I learned that you were writing this book and you were homeschooling, right? You're homeschooling. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing all kinds of cool stuff with that, too. I would love to hear about that. So anyways, my kids and I, we love your new book, Agnes and the Sheep.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: So before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit about your homeschooling journey?
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. So my oldest is 13. She just started eighth grade and my youngest is five. And my husband and I had, when when, backing up here, when Lucy, my oldest, was starting kindergarten, we just knew that she was going to have a different learning style than just traditional public school. And that was my experience, my husband's experience. We both have different learning styles that just weren't a great fit. And also just, we have so much excitement about life and the world and all the things that we want to teach our kids that even, you know, she was going into that kindergarten year. We knew that we were going to be doing something different. And honestly, every year since then, we've done something different. It has changed and evolved for each kid, each semester, even as we have different resources available to us, different options. And so I, I use the word home based more than homeschooled because I rarely am actually the one that's teaching my kids any given (laughs) subject. Like right now I don't have any kids at home (laughs) because they're all at different co-ops or like my oldest, I actually have overalls on right now because we just got back from a farm day. She's still over there where we were picking lines for a Georgics farming class that we're doing with the middle schoolers. And then the, my 11 um, year old, he's that we have a barn in the backyard that we made into a schoolhouse and we have a hired teacher there. And she teaches two days a week. And so he's doing language arts he's reading and green Gables, and working on projects there. And then my eight-year-old and five-year-old are at a farm down the street at a friend's house that has a co-op there and they're doing nature and learning in Spanish and every day it's just something, something different. But I think it really does come from this deep love and excitement and curiosity that my husband and I have for the world, which I think so many homeschool families can relate to. It's just like, there's, there's so m- so many opportunities, so many things that we can do. And that has really driven our homeschool journey.
0: I love that how you said it's kind of like home-based school because you do all these things. And it's kind of like a lot of people think homeschooling, it's like they don't get the social opportunities or whatever. But really, it's a lot different sometimes than a lot of people think. I mean, it's different for every family, but there are co-ops, there are farm days, all these fun things. So I, I love that. And I realized I forgot at the very beginning, I was just excited to jump in with you. Uh, I need to have you introduce yourself as well. So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about you as well, in
1: addition to homeschooling? I'd love to. So my name is Elle Rowley. You kind of established that, but I started a business called Solly Baby, a baby carrier company about 12 years ago now. And I have done that for the last decade and loved it. But I actually studied English literature in college and communications, and I love writing. So all the way through, I have been excited to eventually write books and we sold the majority share of Solly Baby last fall and almost a year ago now. And that really opened up this amazing window for me to be able to pursue writing and that is uh, what I've done for the last year is just started this children's book series. And it really, I just feel like there was such divine intervention and in how it all lined up and came together. I'm just really, really grateful. And it's been an amazing, it's really been since before we sold the business that it's been almost two years now since the this the inception of Agnes, this Agnes series. So it's been amazing.
0: I love that. And you did mention so it's a series. So this is like the first book in a series. So why did you choose gratitude to be the first? Oh my goodness, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Principle or principle, yeah, like moral the story, behind
0: yeah. the story. Like what made you be like, okay, this is what we're starting with?
1: Well, I mean, it's kind of everything, right? Gratitude is just kind of a crowning virtue, I think, and and really a driving factor in writing this children's book series is feeling like there's a loss of good children's literature that really follow this three-act structure of storytelling that it's so good for kids' brain development. It's good for all of us, but there's so much poetry and prose, which I love in children's literature. But I think this three-act structure that ends with some type of moral that's really teaching them something meaningful Mm -hmm. um, is really important for our kids. And so that really has inspired this series. I grew up reading Aesop's Fables and Book of Virtues and Little Red Hen. I mean, those are classics for a reason and they, they really do teach us something. And gratitude for me is really, I just think it, it really encapsulates all good things. And when we're living a gratitude filled life, we're living a happy one. It's really hard to not <laughs> be happy when you're feeling grateful. So it felt important.
0: So true, and I I love that how that's kind of like oh what was the wording you used? It was so good the like the crowning kind of crowning I virtue. Yeah, virtue. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I love that, and your book does a great job at teaching that moral too. Like it was obvious. I saw read to something after where you talked about that's what it was about. But reading the book, it's like you know very clear that that's the message behind it.
1: And I feel like oh, like you
0: mentioned that's not in every book anymore. So.
1: I love that. Well, did you know that there's a whole category of children's literature called amoral children's lit? I mean, it's just like, you know, fantasy or romance and there's amoral. And I'm like, why? Why do we need that, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind the series in general?
1: So it is inspired by A True Story, and this first book, and actually the second book is as well. I don't know if they all will be because I don't know how many books our animals are going to write for us. <laughs> this really came about naturally. We have this great Dane. Her name is Tiger Lily. And we also have an, another great Dane who's a puppy and her name is Agnes. So it gets confusing because this book is actually Tiger Lily based on our seven-year-old dog. And we had sheep here at our, we just live on under three acres and kind of a little hobby farm. And one day they got in our house while we were at Disneyland and I I had my mom and her husband were in town and we all went to Disneyland for the evening and we had, I had seen the sheep leaning against all the windows and doors, like looking in our house for a while. It was getting annoying because they kept pooping on the cement and, and they have this whole pasture in the backyard and they kept coming up, but I would not have imagined that they would have gone into the house. And so... Our dog, she let them inside. She's really good with door handles because she's a great dane, So she's at the right height for them. So she let herself in while we were gone. And they ate all the houseplants. They were after the houseplants. So it's just kind of a classic grass is greener story. And it ended so perfectly too in that the the sheep were fine, but they did get diarrhea for a few days. (laughs) They were kind of miserable. And it just felt like, I don't know. We're like these sheep just, and our dog we're like, you literally just wrote a story. This is just such an iconic kind of grass is greener tale. So when DK, our publisher based out of London, when they approached us, I was like, they didn't approach me about this book. They approached me about a lift the flat board book called carrying baby that I had made for Solly baby about how different animals carry their babies mm-hmm. and oh, that's so or they're young. that's what the call was about. And I said, you know, I have this other idea about our dog and sheep, these naughty sheep that we had. And and they just latched right onto it. And so really what's developed from there is Agnes being this kind of guide. She's kind of a grandmotherly figure who still makes mistakes, but she really guides all the farm animals in their adventures and mishaps and always has some wise counsel for them that they don't listen to, but they learn.
0: <laughs> I love that, and it was just such a sweet book. My my son, my youngest, he just wants to read it all the time. He's like, "Can we read Agnes in the sheet? Oh. I love the illustrations in the book too. Like the story, the illustrations are beautiful.
1: And our, thank you. Is the yeah. family the family is based that. on your family too? Right? <laughs> yeah. On the last, I'm like it page looks like so you. <laughs> I mom. have to. It just feels so unfair to not mention Claire Gray, our illustrator. She lives on a farm. She has three little kids, and she lives on a farm in the south of London, and um, in Winchester. And they're tenant farmers. Her husband's a veterinarian. He's like a real James Harriet, a vet who has a, is a tenant farmer as well. And they have sheep and cows and all the things. And it was just so meant to be that we got connected with her through Solly, baby, actually. And I just think she nailed it. I'm like, you, you have painted these scenes. You just created this whole world for Agnes that is beyond what I could have imagined. So that has been so fun to work with her on that. But I love hearing when it is resonating with other families and especially kids. There's no better stamp of approval.
0: Yeah, she did a great job with those illustrations and you did a great job with writing it. It's like they just go together. They almost do seem like, They were done by the same person just because it brings you into this world, you know?
1: So good to hear. Thank you.
0: With all the never ending pressures teachers are facing these days, you need resources, differentiated resources to meet all the ever widening gaps we're seeing in education and to save you tons of time. But you also need more. Resources alone won't help the mental load that you face as a teacher. You need more hands-on support with that. And that is what you will get inside Wife Teacher Mommy Club. Our combination of unlimited, differentiated resources and our teacher life coaching program is our secret sauce that you will not find anywhere else. Check out what Nicole has to say.
1: I love everything about Wife Teacher Mommy. I enjoy listening to the podcast. I enjoy being part of the club and I especially like the coaching calls those those get really raw and real and to the heart of teaching as well as just how it affects our whole life also like the the facebook group and i really love the products they make it easy to use in class
0: For podcast listeners only, save 10% on your first payment. It is my special thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Go to wifeteachermommyclub.com to claim your discount with code PODCAST10 and see the transformation it'll make in your teacher life. You'll love the hours of time saved and the mindset shifts that will help you live your best teacher life. Okay, so let's kind of talk about, because we're talking to teachers and homeschool parents. So how can we as educators, whether we're in the traditional classroom or homeschool, cultivate gratitude in the children that we teach, whether they be our own children or those in a classroom?
1: I mean, there's nothing that makes a bigger impact than walking the walk. And I actually, I was just thinking about this. Coming home from our friend's farm down the street, uh, where I was working with the middle schoolers today, picking limes for the like neighborhood grocery store, and my friend that it's her farm. She has four little boys. Her name is Lexi, and she is just the most grateful person I have ever been around. It's just like all morning, she's just grateful for everything, amazed by everything. Like she lives in a state of gratitude, and it is so deeply inspiring I'm like she could sit here and we could talk about it all day, but her just living that and really just encapsulating that and everything that she does she embodies it and my kids will even comment on it about her, you know
0: mm-hmm. and my
1: my oldest she's always like oh, I want to be more like Lexi and she can't always pinpoint it, but I think that that really is at the heart of it is just, being grateful and vocalizing that. I think that is the, the second part of it. It's easy when we're around kids and in a classroom and, you know, so many things going on to maybe not take the moment to recognize it, you know, but we're out in this field today out in this farm and it started raining. It's like, oh my gosh, what a blessing that it's raining. We've been in this drought here in California for so long. It's like just stopping to say it out loud. I don't know. I think those are the two pieces for for me. I
0: love that. Yeah. Just being that example and, you know, taking the moment to do it out loud, modeling for them. That's what we do when we're teaching is we model things with learning, but we can also do that with things like gratitude. So love that. Yes. And how can teachers and parents utilize your book, Agnes and the Sheep, to teach their children gratitude? Do you have any fun ideas of what they could do with that?
1: Oh, yeah. So we actually on our website for the book, Claire and I designed a little activity enrichment packet um, Ooh, that you can fine. print. so there' you know, discussion questions about gratitude about the book, just kind of book club questions, as well as finding all the cozy things from Agnes's world. And they're just a lot of little fun pages to engage with the book a little bit more and hopefully to bring out more of that gratitude the conversation around gratitude as well and some crafts. So I think those are, that's what I'm doing at home with my family. And that's what I would suggest.
0: Awesome. And I will make sure to get the link to that and put it in the show notes for all of you. So. Awesome. Okay. So we have lots of teachers and teachers who are also moms, homeschool moms listening, and they might wonder how to write a book themselves. I know a lot of teachers are also, maybe they've gone English or they love writing and they're like, wow, that just sounds so cool, but it's a little bit daunting. So for those who are listening who may have like a story in their heart and they want to write their own book, what tips do you have for them on getting started?
1: Oh, I love this question. Just do it because here's the thing. Nobody, I mean, unless this book becomes the New York Times bestseller, I mean, who knows? <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> But that's not what I'm, you know, counting on, or I'm not trying to feed my family on this book. It is like an experience to, to write it, to be a part of it, to be able to share this to me, this, these are heirlooms for my kids. And I love having it to share with our family and friends as well. And anything beyond that just feels like the cherry on top. But I would just say to look at it as an heirloom something that you are creating to, to share with other people. It's a part of you that you get to put out there in the world and, you know, self-publish, write publishers, write illustrators. If you're not, you know, going to illustrate it yourself, Instagram is a great place to find other artists. Claire had never done a children's book before. This was her first one. She's done Well, you cannot tell. It's so good. Right? (laughs) I was like, no, you can do this, Claire. You've got this, you know, and obviously she did. But as far as reaching out to publishers or literary agents, those are kind of the two approaches that you can take to get it published through a traditional publishing house. And at Literary Agent, there are different websites online that if you just look it up, like Literary Agent Directory or something, and you can get information on a ton that you can just start sending your manuscript out to. Or you could also do the same thing with a publishing house and you don't need to have illustrations. You don't need to have, you know, any of the artwork. Usually they'll want to choose it for you. So that wouldn't be a necessary piece to submitting your manuscript. But I would just say, don't wait for it to happen. Just write a book. And Caring Baby was my first one. And I sent it out to, I think it was print ninja or something that, you know, printed it for me. And I, you know, printed a few hundred copies and then a few hundred more and put them online. And I don't know, I just say, go for it.
0: So was that one self-published?
1: So that was totally self-published. And I feel just as proud of that one. Yeah. Know? Why not? It's, yeah. I love they that. need more good stories.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I need to look up that carrying baby one too. That sounds like such a great one. Okay, do you have any other final thoughts you would like to share with our listeners?
1: If I were to say anything, it would just be a big thank you to all of our moms and dads and teachers out there doing such a good job with all of these kids. I know that's such a general, broad statement, but I think as school starts, I don't know if you have felt that, but I'm just so grateful for all the people in my kids' lives who are making such a big difference. And I feel like we are just in this amazing time where everyone is so much more aware of the examples that we're setting and how we can influence and impact these kids and what we can, all the good things that we can share with them and teach them. So I don't know. I just love this time of year. It's overwhelming. And at the same time, I just think it's, it's really inspiring to see so many good people working hard for our kids.
0: It's so true. Like the beginning of the year. I mean, yes, I'm feeling it too. There's like all the new activities. And even where I realize I'm like, oh, I scheduled that before I had this activity in my calendar or whatever. (laughs) It's like all those little (laughs) juggling things as you're figuring out the new school year. But yeah, it really is incredible to see all the people and the new teachers and who are impacting kids and how much they're doing. And I love talking about just like as a teacher, the legacy you're leaving on so many children. It's really incredible when you think about it, whether you are teaching your own children or you're teaching in a classroom or a homeschool co-op or whatever, you're just making such a big difference. Love that. So where can our audience find Agnes and the Sheep if they'd like to purchase a copy?
1: Well, you can find it at almost any bookseller, maybe call them, but definitely Amazon. If you buy it there, please leave me a review. Yeah, they're at booksellers everywhere.
0: Awesome. They probably just Google and find it too. Yep. Yep. Okay. Where can our audience connect with you online?
1: I have my personal Instagram. It's just at L Rowley. So E L L E R O W L E Y.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was so fun to have you.
1: Thank you for having me. It was delightful. You're so fun to talk to. Thank you for <laughs> Thanks, <me>. L. <Elle. laughs>
0: okay, we'll talk to everybody later. Bye. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're ready to take the next step with me, then you are going to love Wife Teacher Mommy Club. Our top selling resources for pre-K through sixth grades have been used and loved by tens of thousands of teachers. The club gives you one-click access to all of them to meet the needs of every child you teach while saving tons of time. Plus, you'll have our certified life coach in your back pocket with several monthly workshops and an Ask a Coach portal you can use 24-7. The combo of resources and coaching is our secret sauce to your best teacher life. Think of my team and I as your personal team, doing the lesson planning for you and on the sidelines coaching you and cheering you on as you focus on what you do best, impacting the children you teach. Plus, if you're loving this podcast... You'll also have access to our private podcast, Just for Members, where I continue the conversation with all of our guests with members-only bonus episodes. And don't forget the club with VIP access to Educate and Rejuvenate, our summer conference, and our private Facebook community full of like-minded educators supporting each other. You do so much for everyone else, so it's time to invest in yourself. Your teacher friends' jaws will drop when they see just how quickly you finish your planning not to mention the glow of the happier, more fulfilled you. Head on over to WifeTeacherMommyClub.com to learn more.